0: This episode of the All That To Say podcast is sponsored in part by my amazing Patreon patrons. When you become a monthly patron through Patreon, you'll know that you are helping spread the hope and healing of God to more and more women who need his help. And you're able to choose from 10 levels of sponsorship, all with cool thank you gifts, starting as low as $1 per month. Check out patreon.com slash Elizabeth Klein. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Elizabeth Klein. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And see, because I believe that we have a God who walks beside us during even the hardest times, and when we allow him to, he comforts us and heals us and brings beauty through those hard things, and as Paul tells us in Corinthians, urges us to take that comfort and offer it to others. So today, I am super excited and honored to be sitting here with my 26-year-old daughter, Sarah, and my almost 25-year-old son, Jack. Your episodes were some of my most listened to, so I thought I'd give the audience more of what they wanted. You guys. Yay. So um, the ladies who are listening, you can check out episodes 58 and 59 for my first conversation with Jack and episode 89 for the conversation with Sarah and my husband, Richard, that we did on Blended Families. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank
0: you both for being back on the podcast. Thanks for asking me to come back.
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Okay, we are going to just jump in. I have a bunch of listener questions. Um, and just answer as honestly and vulnerably as you are comfortable answering. So just some context, um, so they can kind of put ages and life stages and everything together. So right now, Sarah is 26, Jack is almost 25. And, um, we, the three of us moved out of our home, um, in November, 2011, so that's been 11 and a half years or so. Sarah was 15 at the time and Jack was 13 and a half. Um, just to kind of give all you guys some idea of how old they were at the time. Okay. One mom asked, She said, My kids were two and three when I divorced, so it's all they've ever known. I kept things super simple when they were little and tried not to badmouth their dad. Now they're almost 12 and 10, and they're starting to see their dad for who he really is. They've noticed. The lying, the manipulation, his anger. So should I open the door of, do you want to know why we got divorced? Or should I just let them observe things on their own? I guess I still hesitate to provide more details of the verbal and emotional abuse because I want them to form their own opinion and relationship with their dad. We're starting off with a big one. I got
2: I got some. Sure. A um, couple things. First one is, I remember dad would say this to me. He would say, like, if you want to know what really happened, just let me know. And his intention was not the same as this question of like, I want to provide clarity to my kids or if they have questions. His was this manipulative intention that I didn't quite understand at the time. And I think you and I talked about it, mom, at one point. And so I think it's a great idea to have the door open and let kids know that Mom is like someone is a safe person to talk to about those things, but I know we've worked a lot on boundaries and what's appropriate to say and not appropriate and what is too much. Or so I think I've felt safe knowing that I can ask you questions, but I also sometimes don't know what questions to ask you. Yeah. Um. Still or back then or both. Um. Either. Yeah. I also don't know enough about divorce to know what goes on behind the scenes i just know how i experienced it and anything you've told me right um i also think that um i had something else i don't know i'll think of it okay um but it was just it's helpful to know that you were a safe person that i could talk to if i wanted to about it and that the doors open for yeah. those conversations and those questions
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i agree um I think where Sarah and I are at an age now, I feel like there isn't really anything that we can't understand or comprehend at this point. Mm -hmm. But when we were that age and even, you know, this question is for 12 and 10 year old, it's like, there's only so much that they can understand. And so I think you could open the door. I think... The answers that you provide have to be well thought out and probably simplified for them so that they could understand it. Um, but again, it's it's tough at that age because they might not comprehend everything until they're you know out of college where they can really have these really deep discussions of like this is kind of what happened and from both ends and one thing that i'm encouraged by from my mom and my encouragement to this person is that um that my mom is humble enough to share that she's not perfect and Mm -hmm. um she's not the perfect mom or the perfect christian or the perfect woman and so even though you know divorce is not great and it may be one side over the other that did worse things or, you know, biblical, biblical reasons that caused the divorce. My mom has still been humble enough to share that she's not perfect. She's not the perfect mom or perfect wife. And I think that's also my encouragement to this person is that just because it like understanding what, what, what went wrong with the divorce. It's also important to, for the kids to know that both people are not perfect and Mm -hmm. we're all working on things. Yeah.
0: That's really good.
2: I thought of the thing I was going to say. Yes. Um, So in this question, it mentions, um, I want them to form their own opinion and relationship with their dad. And I remember, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but I remember at one point feeling like I don't want to have a relationship with someone who treated my mom so poorly. Mm -hmm. And so that was a tough, part because I know you and I've heard a lot of other moms going through similar things say like I want my kids to have their own relationship with their dad because that's their parent and this is my spouse yeah and those are different relationships right and I was blending the two especially because dad was treating me a lot the way he was treating you it was hard for me to like velcro pull that apart and see him as a father when I really I saw him in a lot of ways as like the way the man that was treating you the way he was yeah and so that I don't know if your kids are thinking that, but that was something that came to my mind was like, I don't want to have a relationship with someone who's like mean or treat someone like this. And yeah, but he was also treating me like that too. So it was a bit, I don't say easier, but it was, I was, a, I blended it mm. so closely together that it was hard for me to separate like yeah. the two. Yeah. So I know that was a part that was hard for me.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Um. Okay. What could a parent? in a difficult relationship or a divorce do to make it better for the child <laughs> <Thank you.
1: laughs>
0: Um. let's let's not say let's not say like um difficult marriage let's just keep it during the divorce years you guys were teens um mm-hmm. I mean, I know we're talking 10, 12 years ago, but is there are there things that you would have wanted done differently that you would have, like how I tried to get you through it? Um, I think you were just as clear as you could be while
2: mm-hmm. still trying to keep what we didn't need to hear or know separate. And I can't imagine how hard that was for you to know, like, what do, are the things I say to my kids? What are the things I don't say? But as someone who... Has grown up with the like with a lot of anxious tendencies around not knowing and the fear of the unknown. It helped me when you told me things mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that I needed to know. Yeah.
2: Um, which you always did, like keeping me up to date, like where we're living or who I was going to be staying. Like which I we got into a routine and I knew those things. Yeah. Um, I think there's it's not going to be like it's going to be messy no matter what. There's yeah. no way to avoid that. Yeah. Um, I know your intention was to do the best you could. I can't go back and remember like yeah. critiquing and tweaking how you mm-hmm. parented us. I don't right. remember details like that, but I think you, I know now as an adult and I knew then your intention was to protect us and care and love for us. And I, I knew that you were doing the best you could even if it was hard for us at some point or we didn't like it at some points. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <clears throat> My answer would be, um, I'd say biblical disciplines, like getting us to church when we couldn't drive and still keeping that as like the biggest thing for us, because what we worked on in terms of biblical disciplines then are still things that we do today, still going to church on our own, things like that. And so that to me is one of the biggest things that, um, you did for us was still getting us to church, even when maybe we didn't want to, or didn't feel like it. And you know, s- still some days I, I may not feel like I want to go to church on a certain Sunday, but um, the things that we worked on then, those biblical disciplines when we were younger, those still pay off today and for yeah. the future. So that's my answer.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Um, how, okay. This is a, I am now just kind of reading this question, thinking how you guys would answer this. So this is kind of weird for me to ask this, but how did your mom, me, um, love you best through and after the divorce? What do you wish I did differently? If we just kind of touched on that, that's fine.
1: Yeah. My answer is the same as this for this one that I just said, biblical disciplines. Um, I think it's a very difficult question because it's a lot of like, what we know now versus what we knew then like we didn't we may not the things we know now I mean we can't take go backwards and use it then yeah um so I mean I don't me personally I don't wish that my mom would have done anything differently yeah she did the best that she could at the time and I think that's what matters like I don't think, I don't remember, like, you, like, slacking off or being lazy. I know that you worked really hard, first and foremost, for your relationship with God, mm-hmm. because without that, then we probably would have been worse off because of it if you mm-hmm. didn't keep that as your first focus. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my my thoughts on that question.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't have too much to add based off the first or the previous question, I think, like, I know, and I, I still won't fully be able to comprehend how hard it was for you. I know I only saw my perspective, and I know how hard it was for me to go through it, and I didn't always think about why you were making certain choices or making certain decisions.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But now, being on this side, years mm-hmm. away from that, I'm able to see, and I know that you, your intentions were, like, you loved us, and were caring for us and protecting us even mm-hmm. if it wasn't easy or if things were difficult for any of us
0: yeah um do you see now where my divorce and my remarriage which are two very separate things actually mm-hmm. had positive impacts on your life <laughs> <laughs> um
2: the divorce had positive impacts i don't like that i know um i know what the question means though um i'm glad you
0: got a divorce i'm glad you're remarried um The, the thing that's hard about the divorce is i mean there's so many things but the thing that's coming to my mind right now is what was quote unquote better for me Was not necessarily better for you two at that time of your life. I wasn't counting the cost. And there's no way to count the cost of, in a sense, leaving you guys to fend for your own for a few years. Mm -hmm. Whereas prior, for the most part, I could be there Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the time and be the buffer. Yeah. Or the literal protector. Or the, they're not getting in this car. Yes. And so... To leave when I left, which I mean, probably the people who are listening know my story that I was released to leave Mm -hmm. um, by church leadership. Um, There's no way to peer into the future and see if I stayed, it would have been these 10 bad things. Mm -hmm. And if I left, it'll be these 10 bad things. Mm -hmm. So I had to try to figure out if the three of us leaving for most of the time, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm would somehow outweigh the fact that there was still during really, I mean, for parts, it got worse for you guys after, Mm -hmm. which was heartbreaking for me Mm -hmm. and something I never saw coming. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I shouldn't say I never saw it coming. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know? So I don't, I understand what this lady is asking, but (laughs) <laughs> i mean i don't see how this could have been positive for you specific too in any way until you were older right yeah so for that i'm sorry i mean part of me feels like i should have just dug in and been like i can do this for another handful of years no. but- i
2: wouldn't i wouldn't wanted you to do that i mean and i feel like I'm protecting you. No, no. But I, I don't. I don't want you. I mean, I wouldn't change anything. It would have been hard no matter what. Mm-hmm. But even while you were talking, I thought like, why didn't you leave sooner? But then I also thought like, it would have just been more time that we would have been alone with dad that we didn't want to be. And so,
0: or I mean, like we could go back and forth all day. And it's right. Like, why didn't you stay longer? Right. Why didn't you leave sooner? I heard someone say that God doesn't live in the what ifs. Yeah. He's only in yeah. what actually has happened what's happening right now and what he is there's no there's no other weird story that it would have so no i yeah i none of it was enjoyable
2: obviously but i'm like i'm happy now but it was it was really hard yeah like there there's nothing that could have made it easier or better or less painful than it was yeah and the timing was just up to god completely yeah. mm-hmm. like that it all happened yeah. when it did yeah
1: i guess the one thing i could say is like we've gained an, a better understanding of divorce and especially from a kid's perspective um i guess you could look at that as a positive impact that we've gained mm-hmm. knowledge of what this looks like
0: yes so what do you mean sort of like a cautionary tale yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um okay, well then kind of the second part of this question is any um positive impacts on your life for my remarriage? Let me pause <laughs> because I want to do this question first we can go okay. back to this one. How did you feel when I first started dating?
2: It was weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> for me too. <laughs> I think how we feel as the kids is probably a very common response of just felt weird uncomfortable we're like who is this guy he's not our dad kind of a thing yeah it's it's not uncommon for the majority of kids to feel that way
0: right and you guys only met one of them out of the handful of first dates a handful yeah (laughs) sorry i did have a handful (laughs) but you just met the one i don't think i was
2: thinking about it in terms of like new dad i think i really um sectioned it off as like this is something for mom mm-hmm. like this is not this doesn't have to do with me or this right. is gonna i wasn't thinking how it would impact me i was like this is just like this is mom's
0: thing you were also though at the time when i started dating In you college. were very close to yeah i wasn't around to college, so yeah yeah yeah
2: i remember the only thing i remember is you I, th- I feel like you went on a date with a guy with a motorcycle i did that's the only thing yeah. i remember <laughs> I did one motorcycle date. yep and it felt it felt weird because i was in my first relationship and you were also newly dating so it felt like we were these like yeah. girls like so tell me how your date was and like yeah. what'd you guys do so weird it, i was trying to connect with you through that, that because yeah. i that's something i was going through and you were now going through it again and so it was an interesting yeah even now like we're both your newlyweds yeah still yeah yeah and so that's been Yeah, like, you planned your wedding, then a few years later I was planning my wedding. So it's been a weird thing to, like, do right behind Mm -hmm. my mom. But also, like, it wouldn't have happened. It like, it was fun that we got to do these things. Like, be at your wedding and, like, go to your bridal shower. Like, Mm -hmm. for us to do those things together was was fun. But, yeah, you dating, I didn't really think about it It as, like, new dad. I also didn't want a new dad. Sure. Like, I didn't want someone – I was so burned by – him that I was like, I don't want anyone else to take that spot. So I think that's why I like separated it and was like, this is just for mom. Gotcha. Like that's
0: your thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then do you see, well, I'll just put it this, how did my remarriage impact your life? Good or bad? Oh, he's so tall; he can reach things we can't. Yeah, <laughs> re- it's true. He's really that's why you guys met him. Yeah, yeah sure he was not. was
2: he fixing a smoke Rod detector? Rod in and no that, this,
0: that is the, the fire first alarm memory. Went off and i was like what a off. what a hero and he had to move our kitchen table over and then get our teeny tiny ladder and put the ladder on top of the kitchen table that was scary and i think it was the next week he's like we need to go to home depot and oh I yeah. to get you a real ladder we're like thank so. goodness right. someone's around here also, i'm us. like oh boy well i remember yelling at you i'm like i guess you're gonna meet him before i'm ready for you guys to meet yeah yeah um but yes he's tall mm-hmm.
2: yeah he's real tall so that helps right, i can go go ahead yeah
1: um i would just say for me, it's and it's tough because this kind of will bleed into another question, but Sarah and I live. Sarah lives forty minutes away. I live, you know, just under an hour away. So um, I don't get to see as many of the positive impacts as I would probably like to see. Which the main one is a a good example for myself for future marriage. Mm-hmm. You guys are not perfect. We all, you know, everyone knows that. And you guys know that you guys are not perfect, but you do set a good example for your children mm-hmm. of what it looks like to work really hard on yourselves mm-hmm. and work really hard on your marriage. Mm-hmm. Even though you may have fights, you may not you know, agree on something, but you both worked really hard on it. And mm-hmm. I wish I thought I, you know, if I didn't live an hour away, I'd get to see it more often. But um, I think that's just a positive impact that I've taken away from the remarriage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is what it looks like to work really hard on yourselves, spiritually, first and foremost, and then relationally Mm -hmm. with your spouse.
2: Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're Um, you're both transparent and you both own mm -hmm. up to things you messed up on. Like, I have a memory of us, our vacation last summer when you got upset by the microwave <laughs> and Buzz was like, she's shutting down. And I didn't like that, but I watched you guys be able to repair that and come yeah. back and be like, mm-hmm. we're okay and we're good. And yeah so that, like, it, it's it's more, um, I don't know if comforting is the right word, but it's really encouraging um, yeah it's really encouraging to see that before all of the fights were behind closed doors and mm. hearing you yell like i like mm-hmm. those were the things i remember and now yeah. these arguments look so different where you guys are able to talk or able to step aside and have a conversation and come back and you guys are fine and yeah you guys don't fight anywhere like you're it wasn't nothing's like your first marriage and so it's very mm. um eye-opening and mm. I don't have the word, but it's just really encouraging to see what it looks
0: like now yeah. to echo what you said. I just um, heard someone talk about one of the differences between a marriage and a remarriage is a marriage, for the most part, there is a honeymoon period where it's just the two of you. Right. That's what you and mm-hmm. Alex are in right now. In a remarriage, when there are kids in a blended family, yeah, we were it's there. the other way around. Like our honeymoon, quote unquote, of the, he and I getting to know each other kind of feels now. The first few years of our marriage, and this is how this lady put it, was we had an audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I
1: was a senior in high school, right? Yeah, so so you're both
0: coming back from college, and then during COVID, you moved back in for a while. And so we were watched, and it's a very, it's just a very odd Mm -hmm. um, experience. Sure. Anyway, so that is, it's, I'm just throwing that out there. No, I think that's interesting. Okay, Um, how is your relationship with... Your stepfather, this one says, Do you consider him to be a stepfather or more just like mom's husband? Um, so however you want to answer that, Miriam, mom's plaything. No, don't say that. Wow, there is no
2: edit button. (laughs) A new toy. Uh, no, no, we we love Buzz. He's Mm. definitely, I know the first few years were rough for all of us because we were trying, like you said there was an audience and we were trying to figure out this dynamic. I was in school. You were home. We didn't see our step siblings very often except holidays. And it felt like we were, I mean, the blended family episode pushed to do things together and like each other, which we do, we do now, but it felt forced in the beginning. And so even that, like him moving into our home and if that, yeah, the pronouns and ownership, of like, this is our home. And like, you're coming into our space and Mm -hmm. me not recognizing how hard it was for him to enter into Mm -hmm. this, like already established domain. Yeah. Um, And it was our safe space and our like sanctuary after the divorce. And so it was like someone new coming in and that was hard, but he did such a great job of like, Mm trying to have established relationships with all of us individually Mm -hmm. and like he'll text me
0: and like he like he and i text both of you guys like within a couple of each other and i'm like i'm getting you weren't even there of you guys together and i'm like what (laughs) i'm never not home how are you with them right it's really sweet
2: to see him reach out be like do you want to get ice cream i'm in your neighborhood i'm like oh sure (laughs) or just for him to do like the really wholesome dad things that our dad didn't like we're at the movies and he's like go get popcorn or he like hands mm-hmm. you like hand me 20 bucks like just mm-hmm. things that like dad never did that yeah. are really like they, they feel like just the tip of the iceberg of going down of ways that he cares and he's very open and he's very honest mm-hmm. like I think you two are so so well made for each other and you guys do so many things together and it's really sweet kind of like what you said that you guys have this Foundation that you're building that's trickling down for all of your kids to mm. to witness. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I think not to cut you off, no. but it's kind of Go like ahead. what I'm sure you and Alex are building. It's what what I'm working on for myself is mm-hmm. like building a better relationship with God first and foremost, mm-hmm. and preparing yourself for mm-hmm. marriage and for children, so that it can be trickled down to your kids to see a good example of what it looks like and we're never going to be perfect but um kind of going into my my answer is um i would say probably both of our relationships with our stepfather are good mm-hmm. i think it probably could be better the thing is with i think distance is the big thing where it's like we're kind of if we lived really close, like down the street, I think we'd have a better relationship sure. because of quality time, things like that. But because of how far away we live, it's harder to have an even greater relationship than we already do with him.
2: Yeah, so. I'd see you guys more often if we were closer. We're mm-hmm. 30 like 40 minutes away. I feel like I could see you more often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna wrap up with this one. Good luck. <laughs> we're trying to answer this. Okay. So one mom of young adults asked. And this is not divorce related, remarriage related. What do you need from your mother now that you're adults?
1: I mean, my answer is like twenty minutes, but (laughs) I
0: would love to hear that. Long story.
1: Long story short, it's something that I've seen you firsthand give me. And something that very few people will give in their entire life, which is unconditional love. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I've messed up time and time again and you know, I've gone to mom about some things that I have not been great at and just to see unconditional love from her when no one else will give me unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that you know is very needed in um young uh, anyone's life is yeah. unconditional love. So
2: yeah. that's
1: Probably what I would give for that answer long story short
2: yeah no, thank you you accept us and love us you've been our biggest supporters cheerleaders
1: even when we mess up mm. and are not perfect mm. and fall short
2: and you're the person I go to mm. for any question or prayer like I know like you're my number one person mm. so mm-hmm.
0: golly you're the best thanks I just was listening to a, a podcast about empty nesting this morning and the woman said that she's trying to get herself to a place of um, can't get enough of them, but I don't need anything from them. So that was kind of a healthy, hmm. and that's where I'm not quite there, but I'm, I mean, I totally can't get enough of you guys. If mm-hmm. I saw you all the time, there's, we some kind of system where every day and yet, um, <laughs> but not having the expectation or the pressure of, you know, of like uh, having an emotional need that I, that you two have to fill for me that Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, living my own life and Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Any thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, this was great.
1: This was good.
0: Let's do it again. We totally should do this. Give us more questions. (laughs) Yes, Send more questions in. Um, Sarah, would you like to pray for the kiddos? Sure. Great. Lord, thank you for
2: this sweet podcast and this platform that Mom has and that we have to be able to share and be able to use the hurt that we've gone through to bring healing for other people. I want to lift up all of the mamas and kiddos that are listening and are going through really hard times. I pray that you are with them, that you you go before them and you know what's ahead for each of them and I pray that you'll bring peace to each of these families as they continue through their journeys. And thank you for everything. Amen.
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Of course. Thanks. um, Sweet ones, all that to say, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world, and you start each day already completely loved, with no other loves to beg for, and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the All That To Say podcast. Around here, we talk about the hard stuff because I've been through a lot of it and so have you. And therapy has been a monumental part of my coping and my healing since I was in my early 20s. Well, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time, schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash all that to say. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all that to say.